Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy 1st of September to you. Happy Tuesday. Terrific Tuesday here in the Matthews household. Speaking of the church needing to rise, hmm, pretty sure I've managed to alienate some of my Catholic followers. Never really my intention to alienate anyone. The truth just has a funny way of doing that. Hmm, I've recently been turned on to the Divergent series, <laughs> the trilogy. And, uh, and, and what I realize is that I am, or Divergence, what I realize is that I am a Divergent. I uh, can't really fit into a category, but I got to tell you, if I was ever a member of a single category, if I had to choose a category unequivocally, it would be candor. <laughs> There's no doubt about it, buddy. I am definitely candor and I'm not for everyone. I get it. You know what? I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do this while I'm, while I'm live on my show. Uh, I found this great little ditty last night of a priest. This is what got me at my little undies in an uproar last evening or this morning, very early, excuse me, rather about, um, my Catholic brothers and sisters and some of the priests who have completely lost their way, who are, uh, absolutely, don't you love all these superlatives, all of these um, absolutisms that I'm using today. I think the president's rubbing off on me finally, but um, (laughs) I'm scrolling past my Twitter feed right now, which is hilarious. And there's a picture of Joe Biden in the Pope mobile. (laughs) It's his campaign tour 2020, Minneapolis, Kenosha, Portland, Seattle. I love it. Ah, yes, I have so much fun. And I also just wear people out on Twitter with some of my things because they can't even believe that I would say some of the things I do. But there, here's a, I'm going to see if I can't, if I can't, uh, if I can't turn this up. Let's see if we can catch him from the get go. All right, you ready? Let's see if we can do this. So here we go. Racial justice, equity, and compassion in in human relations. Justice and liberation for every person. Yes. You affirm the inherent worth and dignity of every person. Yes. Therefore, from this day forward, will you strive to understand more deeply the injustice and suffering white privilege and white supremacy cause? Okay. Stop right there. Yeah. 
So my dear colleague, Michelle Malkin, put on her Twitter feed, uh, there was a, what did she say? A tipster sent me this revolting BLM prayer at St. Xavier Catholic Church in New York City. The priest goes on to say, do you affirm that white privilege is unfair? Will you commit to helping transform our church culture and worship daily at altar of racial, of racial justice? This is St. George Floyd replaces Jesus. That's Michelle's words. And it's true. Absolutely. St. George Floyd, St. Rayshard Brooks, St. I mean, it's the list goes on and on. Michael Brown, Breonna Taylor, and God help her. I mean, talk about being in the wrong place at the wrong time and, 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 and just awful, right? And, and yes, things do happen. And I'm sorry that that happened to her. It happens. It just happens. Things happen that should not happen to anyone, regardless of color. But this should not be happening. The church needs to rise. Is something I say at the end of the intro of every one of my shows. And it's like, what are we rising to? What are we rising up from? And, you know, and I have, you know, some of my Catholic friends are just like, I cannot believe you said that. I said, so the Catholic church is now the train car to gash, uh, gas shower curator figures, sick bastards, screw with kids. And I didn't say screw with, and now want to preach white privilege satanic cult keep your real donald trump vote we don't need you there you heard it my own words i mean this is how passionate i get about this because you're the church if the blood of jesus isn't enough shut your doors take off your silly robes put down the eucharist if the eucharist doesn't have any power in it what are you doing White privilege? We are all privileged as created beings to be allowed to breathe another day. That's a privilege. To breathe outside of a respirator is a privilege. Trust me, I watched my husband do it for three years. I mean, come on. This is the church espousing this crap. In New York City, nevertheless. Where the whole city has gone to hell. Quite literally. So, thank God for my Catholic brothers and sisters who have turned me on to another priest, apparently, who gets this right, Father James Altman. And boy, he's got plenty to say, and I found it. You can look at it on my Twitter feed. It's with Alpha News, Minnesota, I believe. Amen. Um, And he goes on to say, you cannot be Catholic and be Democrat, period. Those are his words. You can't love Jesus and be a Democrat. I'm sorry. You just can't. You can't even be a real Jewish person who serves the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and be a Democrat. Do you not read how angry it made the God of the Old Testament, capital G, capital O, capital D, to throw your babies to Malek, to Baal, to throw your children into the volcano gods? Have you not read your Torah? Have you not read the Old Testament, New Testament church? Completed Jews, have you not read the completion of the story? Which is abortion is not godly. Choice to kill an unborn child is not godly. My gosh. Basic, basic tenets. Basic to life. Justice, liberty. 
I mean, this stuff is crazy making sometimes. Speaking of justice, we do actually have a president who subscribes to justice. Whether the mainstream media wants to credit that to him or not, but he does. And I'm about to blow your mind with some with a with a, with something fresh off the press coming out of Chicago, of course, where all awful things come from. But this is what the president had to say about his heart and mind regarding law and order. Because you people, I'll tell you, if we only had an honest press in this country, it would be much more advanced. But we have a very dishonest press. Yes, Mr. any President, other? can you speak at all? You've spoken a lot about the anarchy that you're referring to. What about racial divisions? Would you like to bridge some of those gaps? And do you yeah, think I that would, anything I that you're saying is helping with that? I think it's helping because I'm about law and order. And if you look at... Uh, the black community, they want the police to help them stop crime. The Hispanic community, they want police. 82%, 84%, numbers that you haven't even seen. They don't want crime. They don't want to be mugged. They don't want to have any problems. And it's just a shame. And as far as the previous uh, administration, take a look at Baltimore, what happened? Was it Freddie Gray? Take a look at Baltimore. Take a look at St. Louis. Take a look at Ferguson. Take a look at what happened. What they had was put what we're doing, it put them to shame. It put it to shame. Take a look at those places. And you always had Portland. Portland's been like this. I read an article today for 50 years this has been going on. I'd like to stop it. And we could stop it quickly. All they have to do is say, okay, President, now we're ready. Now we're ready. All right, now we're ready. Speaking of, let's go to Chicago. Ready? ABC 7 I-Team out of Chicago is saying that there's a warning now, ominous warning. Nearly three dozen cold-blooded street gangs have, quote, formed a pact to shoot on sight any cop that has a weapon drawn on any subject in public. Yes. Speaking of the former administration, why is this important? This is important to, to refer back to where the onus belongs, which is on the Obama administration, when they decided that it was going to be a good idea to stop compiling statistics on criminals, particularly as it relates to gang-related criminals. And you know why? Because this is what they were hedging. This is what they knew was coming. You know why? Because they're orchestrators of chaos. When we ask ourselves, how does this continue to happen? And when does it end? Why hasn't it ended yet? We're going to get to that in a minute as well. Right? But go back to the Obama administration when he said, "Mm, no, 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 no. No, let's not, you know, listen, statistics are only as reliable as the sources inputting the information. Really basic elementary thought process here. So if you're not putting in the information... How are you keeping track of where your now nation of criminal gang elements are tracking? How can you keep up with their activities and their behavior and their expansion process throughout the country if you're not tracking them in a database? How is that possible? But see, that was called racist. And it's still called racist by the Democrats in Georgia. We carry one of the toughest gang statutes in the country 
And it takes our governor, who promised campaign promise and has absolutely followed through on this with our local law enforcement, our state agencies rather, and local law enforcement agencies to, to take the, the cuffs off of them, no pun intended, to be able to do their jobs through interagency information changing. Inter and intra. But you, uh, sharing rather, but you would be amazed at the uphill battle our governors had in the state of Georgia because of this. He's a racist. He doesn't like black people. He doesn't like immigrants. I mean, it's amazing. It, it would literally blow your mind to watch a House committee meeting or Senate committee meeting regarding any type of gang legislation, anti-gang efforts put forth by this Republican governor because he's Republican, right? Because remember, public safety is partisan. You have to remember that. That's important. So how is this happening now that people are so emboldened to stand up and say, you know what? We're just going to start shooting cops. Uh, We've made a pact. It's called Pact Made by People Nation Gang Factions to Shoot on Sight. How, How does stuff like that happen? Yeah, and we're talking gangs. See, there was a time when gangs were just very territorial. They would kill each other, you know, and that was the best we could hope for is that they would just snuff each other out, right? Not anymore. They're coming for you. They're coming for the law-abiding citizen. They're coming for your municipalities. They've been pouring into campaigns for years, my city included. And they're so bold about it that my own Democrat mayor has criminal gang elements attached to her administration who sit on her administration openly, who come to press conferences with her and speak, who have already said we're not waiting on a seat at the table anymore. We want the MF and table. We want the whole thing. We want to rule and reign by any means necessary. It's bold. It's brazen. It's going to start happening. And when you have Democrat mayors and governors who are telling the president of the United States to stay away from their cities, stay away from their states that are burning to the ground, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Most of us law-abiding citizens go, what the hell does that even mean? How do you subject your own people to that level of Anarchy and poverty and death and hell and destruction and get reelected. There's a part of me, I know the president said he was looking forward to helping rebuild Kenosha. Well, that's where we disagree. I'm sorry. You let it burn, you rebuild it. I said it just yesterday. I've said it for the past few months. You burn your own city, you live in the ashes. You stand by as an elected official and watch your city burn. And you rebuild it yourself. And I don't know how you're going to do that with people who don't pay taxes, with businesses who are fleeing. I, I, I don't know how you do that. Where, where exactly do you get your, 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 you know, your money from to rebuild if it's not from feds? And, and guess who the feds are? Us, me, you, your taxes, your wages, your consumption. I mean, I mean it's like, no. You burn it, you rebuild it. it. The Federal Anti-Riot Act, 18 U.S. Code, 
2001 allows the federal government to go after anyone who travels in interstate or foreign commerce or who uses any facility of interstate or foreign commerce, including but not limited to the mail, telegraph, telephone, radio, or television to incite a riot or to organize, promote, encourage, participate in, or carry on a riot or to commit any act of violence and furtherance of a riot. Right? So here's your law. And, and why isn't it being upheld? Why aren't there consequences attached to the municipalities? These are questions for AG Barr. To the municipalities who are not upholding this law that's already on the book. It's a federal law that these people are in violation of. Who is holding them accountable? And how do I know they're coming over in droves? We all know. They come in on buses. They come on planes. Check this out. Referring to on Fox News last night, Which? this plot of people gathering on a plane uh, in here. Yeah, I could tell you that uh, I could probably refer you to the person and they could do it. I'd like to ask that person if it was okay, but a person was on a plane, uh, said that there were about six people like that person, more or less. And what happened is the entire plane filled up with the looters, the anarchists, the rioters, people that obviously were looking for trouble. And the person felt very uncomfortable on the plane. This would be a person you know. So I will see whether or not I can get that person. I'll let them know and I'll see whether or not I can get that person to speak to you. But this was a firsthand account of a plane going from Washington to wherever. And I'll see if I can get that information for you. Maybe they'll. All right. AG Bar is all right. There you go. They're on, they're on planes. They're being shipped around the country with money. Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul out of Kentucky, is now calling for an investigation into the financial underpinnings of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Well, I'm not sure if Black Lives Matter is, in, is, is involved in that. I believe so, and I certainly hope so, because that needs to happen. We already know that Black Lives Matter is funding uh, Joe Biden's campaign. We already know that. That's, that's old news. Right, but we need to know where, who's paying for all of this because that entity and those people need to be held responsible. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't think that people are wicked enough to take money to watch their own cities burn, you are you live in a in a socio political utopia that I don't want to be a part of. Remember, I'm candor. I'm actually divergent, but I'm candor by and large. So no, all uh, uh-uh. check bank accounts, check uh, check offshore accounts, check uh, uh, your campaign accounts coming up, check campaign disclosures. If you don't think that money talks and bullshit walks, you live under a rock. Excuse my language, and I think the president would agree with me as well, especially whenever it comes to Democrat-run cities. I think a lot of people are looking at what's happening to these Democrat-run cities, and they're disgusted. They see what's going on, and they can't believe this is taking place in our country. I can't believe it either. One of the reasons I'm making the trip today and going to Wisconsin is we've had such a big success in shutting down what would be, right now, a city that would have been Kenosha, a city that would have been burnt to the ground by now. And uh, we're going to really uh, say hello to law enforcement and the National Guard. 
And it all stopped immediately upon the National Guard's arrival. So, uh, you know, it would be easy to stop. I saw last night where these radical anarchists uh, were trying to get into the mayor's house, and lots of bad things were happening to this poor, foolish, very stupid mayor. I mean, how he could be mayor, I, I have no idea. But all he has to do is call, and within 10 minutes, their problem will be over. As you know, they have to call us. They have to call and request help. All he has to do is call, and the problem will end. They had tremendous numbers of people really harassing him horribly, and I guess trying to break into his house. And he still sticks up with him because he's a fool. Only a fool would stick up for him like that. These are anarchists. These are agitators. They're rioters. They're looters. They're bad people. They're burning down Portland. And you take a look at that. You take a look at the scenes last night. And then the fake news media will say that they're friendly protesters. Friendly protesters. Fake news media. You are exactly right. New York Times headline that would just blow your mind the way they spin the narrative is truly astounding um let's see if i can scroll through here and find that as well uh but there's the president here we are uh there's the president giving you know uh what's his ted wheeler a hard time as well he should calling him exactly for what he is a fool aligning himself but you know but th- but these people really aren't foolish i'm telling you follow the money train that's my line of thought People who would stand back and watch their own buildings get firebombed with fireworks and people try to bum rush your own building on your birthday. Happy birthday, Ted. I mean, meanwhile, he blames the president for inciting all of this, for speaking the truth. See, I understand this line of thinking because I have been um, I have been accused of this in my own family. Whenever you speak truth, you become the anarchist. And, and because... You're going against the grain and you're ruffling all the sand on the bottom of the ocean of people's lives. And you're, and you're pulling back the curtains and you're shining a light on things and all the cockroaches want to run. And the darkness hates being uh, shined upon with light. I mean, it's just, it's, again, basic life 101 understanding, right? So anytime you go to speak truth to something, it is important to speak truth in love uh, and in mercy, like truth and mercy have kissed according to the scriptures, which I love. So for all of us Bible thumpers, if we're going to be thumping the Bible, it's very important for us to thump that Bible uh, with mercy in mind. Yes, even for my Catholic wayward apostates who are leading the country to hell in a handbasket with their apostasy. White privilege. Give me a break. I mean, anyway, I digress. So this was the president today. All of the, you just heard, he was on his way to Kenosha. Once he got there, he's like, we're going to help them rebuild. I'm like, I disagree with that, but okay, whatever. That's your mercy stick to share is my tax dollars, but you're the president. So if that's the route you want to take, he has said no to others, thankfully, you know, but I'm just a little gangster that way at this point. I mean, you can ask my daughter. There, there are just things where it's like, I'm going to be here. You know, I, I'm not going to ever leave you, but some of you know, you poop on yourself, you should probably just clean it up. And you poop on yourself three or four times or through 40 years of election cycles and poop on yourself over and over and over again with the same crappy people. Well, I'm not helping you clean that up. Sorry. That's just the kind of mother I am. It's the kind of friend I am and daughter, girlfriend, 
You know, I just, my mercy stick is, is long, but I'm also, I love you enough to just let you sit in it for a minute. Maybe that's because of how I was raised. Here's a New York Times headline. You ready? This is priceless. As right-wing groups increasingly move to confront protesters in U.S. cities, demonstrators are assessing how to keep themselves safe. (laughs) So, a couple of things. A couple of things, right? Demonstrators. What are they demonstrating? They're not rioters, according to the New York Times. They're not anarchists, which our own Attorney General Barr has called them. They are... They are uh, domestic terrorists, and when found to be to exercise that level of anarchy called terrorism, they will be adjudicated as such. Praise the Lord. I mean, now, again, you can bet if this is happening in Chicago, it's coming to a city near you, a major city near you. And I know those of you who are out in the country think that this doesn't apply to you, but oh, yeah, it does. Because when our law enforcement falls Guess what? They're coming out to you next, which has already been happening. So at some point, the adults going to have to stand up in the room and start calling BS on this, which I do believe the Department of Justice is doing. They are starting to eat at all you federal uh, monument overthrowers, 10 years. That's it. It's ten, and for me, I'm like, listen, no, no leniency. Sorry, you've had over 90 days to take your butt home and get your head together. Mm-mm. But you've been running wild because you've been, um, you've been allowed to do so. Okay, two, yeah. So there we go. Demonstrators, how to keep themselves safe from right wing groups who are increasingly moving to confront protesters in U.S. cities. Of course they are. Because and, and see here's the here's the fine line because you have people showing up in U.S. cities who are patriots who aren't showing up to take people out as much as to defend the honor of or the property of the freedom of the justice of the life of other Americans because their law enforcement can't or won't do it because they've been told to stand down by, again, Democrat Nazis who are literally just mowing down their own people, allowing that to be happen to happen in their own cities. My God, are you kidding me? I live in Atlanta. Right now, we've had a call for the clergy, the black clergy, right? I love it. The black, I call them the black mafia here in the city of Atlanta because that's what it is. It's like hashtag keep Atlanta black. Sorry, I do. I live in Wakanda. I I do not make any secrets about how I think about Atlanta. I love my city. It is my home. I hate the way my city has been treated by Democrat administrations over and over and over again. There are only a few that I would take my hat off to. Mayor Shirley Franklin's one of them. Black lady. Amazing woman. Loved her. I'm sure she had her faults. But for the most part, she wasn't running around stoking racial division. She wasn't playing the victim card. She was getting stuff done. She wasn't black girl magic. She was getting stuff done. She wasn't a victim. We have the clergy in the city of Atlanta, along with others, the social justice warriors, asking for all these little hooligans who were taken down to jail for looting and burning and pillaging and stealing thievery. Um, They're asking for leniency. They want these kids to have mercy shown. 
no jail time, reduce sentences, no no fines, reduce the fines, just just do away with the fines. I mean, you can't even I'm like, "What? We're talking about black people. Listen, all the older black people I know are like, look here, you do something dumb, you go out there and get your, maybe it's because they're country folks. I don't know. That's how my family was. Go pick your switch as soon as you get here. As soon as you land on the farm, go pick your switch. And don't pick the thin one because if you're, if you're country, you know thin hickory switches hurt. Get the thickest one you can find. That's how they played with us being little uh, country bumpkin anarchists running through fields that we shouldn't be in with bulls and getting on the four-wheelers and go-karts and stuff we weren't supposed to be on, acting like little hellions out in the field. I mean, that's just how we were dealt with. And every older black person I know, that's exactly how they dealt with their youth. Get over here and sit down. We don't do that these days. You know why? Because the black churches are in bed, just like the Vatican and everyone else is in the church these days with Caesar and with people who fund Caesar and with rotten Caesars on top of that. Money, 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 money. Look no further than money, always. So I, I, I'd say, I'd say our country, certain things are evident. All you have to do is look at the laws that are being broken. Clear federal laws on the books about domestic terrorism and who's executing it. So again, I go back to what I said yesterday. If you are a mayor or a governor who is allowing people under your care to be murdered, looted, rioted upon, if if that's if that's your MO for whatever reason, and you think they're just peaceful protesters who just need to get it out, they deserve it by God because us crazy white people and our privilege, you know, it's it's the black it's the black people's time. It's just their time, right? Whatever. If you really do believe that, you need to go to prison. You need to go to prison. You not only need to be unseated, you need to do prison time. That is the only thing that is going to thwart this level of activity. Again, go back to the Obama administration. Where did it start? All crap rolls downhill. Do you realize that there are over 1 million, over a million, probably closer to 2 million at this point, Criminal gang members. Everything from trafficking to fraud to murder. Now taking out our law enforcement agencies across the country. Anarchy. Crazy stuff. Laundering. I mean, everything that, you know, we've all sat around and watched The Godfather like it's some sexy trilogy, right? Uh, Well, multiply that by, you know, triple gangster nastiness, wickedness beyond what you could ever want to see or imagine seen it with my own two eyes, don't ever want to see it again. I mean, you think black gangs are bad? Huh. The cartels? Unbelievable. When the president refers to certain people as animals, he's not being a racist. He's being absolutely truthful. There's certain things that the animal kingdom doesn't even participate with. And there are humans who take other humans out in ways that are just mind-blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. So today, on lighter, on a lighter note, I learned something about men and women that's so basic that I, I think it could 
alter your life just a little bit, just a little bit in your relationships. You know, just kind of studying and talking with friends who are having some issues in their relationships about men and women and our differences, being multitaskers, not being multitaskers. You know, women having this innate desire to be um, uh, paid attention to, right? Our, Our number one desire is connection. I have the three C's of Monica Matthews, which is communication, clarity for the sake of connection. And you know what? And God bless him. My own boyfriend is kind of like, you know, he's a dude. So he kind of forgets that the only reason I want to communicate is is so that I can have clarity about something because I want to stay connected. I'm not really interested in nagging and bitching and being somebody's mama and being, uh, you know, contentious. Like, that's just, it's it's not really my nature until <laughs> and unless, here's my big revelation, and unless... I haven't been paid attention to. And when you're not paying attention to me, I don't feel connected. And when I'm not connected, I'm not as giving and I'm not as gracious of what you might be going through. And in talking with women about this today, we all agreed on that. Where it's like, yeah, we absolutely um, relate to one another about that, that, that that is unique to women, that we, we, we long for connection. And most men, I think on most days, just want to kind of, you know, hang out in the cave and on occasion come out and grunt and eat. And I know I'm making light of you guys, but I love you. I, I really do. I love you. Um, the other thing I, that I realized today is just how many women are in competition with men, which is completely unnecessary. And how many men are in competition with women? You want a strong woman, a uh, woman who's independent, right? Because to to some men that says, oh, thank God, I can still have my independence and have a partnership. And I'm like, mm-mm, it doesn't work that way. I want you to think about that this evening. On your drive home, as you're calling into bed, are you living independently of your person? And are you doing so, you might be going through the motions where like y'all do life together, but is your heart... And is your mind in it to win it? Are you are you in it? Are you living independently? Only you can answer that question. And, and there's really no right or wrong answer. It's just really more about getting honest. Because if you're having issues in your relationships, which I'm finding a lot of my friends are, especially coming out of COVID, and I, you know, I'm certainly not immune to anything that any of us go through. But what I'm finding is that People are like, oh my gosh, thank the Lord. Finally, I can get the hell out of this house. I could try to get to back to some semblance of normalcy in life and people and having a drink with the guys and whatever and dancing and, you know, just let my hair down and be out in public and go grocery shopping. And of course, I'll be up all that with a mask if you're in the state of Georgia. But I want to get back to life is what most people are thinking. And some people are just jetting on down the road or they've been in a relationship for a long time or a marriage. Especially successful women have a real problem kind of differentiating between, well, this is my independence and this is my bank account and I made it and I don't need you. And then we wonder why, you know, men are like, okay, mm, all right, well, if you want to act like a dude, then I guess we're going to have, you know, kind of a less than intimate relationship <laughs> in terms of closeness and transparency. But just get real, get honest. The three C's of Monica World. You know what they are, right? 
communication for the sake of clarity, for the sake of connection. Connect, connect, connect. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Be good to your law enforcement. Oh, jeez. Y'all, you better get it together and start standing up for these folks in your cities. They're coming. They're coming for you. Over 2 million criminal gang elements. Oh, that's a nation. That's a military. That's more than ISIS. Ugh. All right. Monica on air talk on Twitter. The Monica Matthews on Facebook. iTunes, Stitcher, all over the place. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. Self-love, self-love, self-love is a must. Not self-worship. Self-love. Okay. We'll be back tomorrow. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. <laughs>